You're listening to episode 151 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today's topic is Airport Ministry with Bishop Hayes. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I have a background in theology and a love for travel. Having visited nine different countries and served in five congregations, I wanted to create an environment that discusses and encourages the overlap of my two favorite things, the Lord and travel. And if you have a passion for these things or wanting to learn how God is such an integral part of our daily adventures, then you've come to the right place. Today's topic is airport ministry with Bishop Hayes. Hi, Christian Travelers. I'm so glad you are here. We have an amazing guest, Bishop Hayes, and he's going to be talking about the inside scoop of airport ministry as he actually works at an interfaith chaplaincy inside of the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. But before we dive into that, I want to point you once again to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources, links to other podcast episodes, and of course, we have the exciting platform coming soon where you can connect with other Christians from around the world, share your travel stories, and plan trips together. We're so excited to see that in action, so sign up for our email list and you can get the latest details. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on in. Bishop Hayes serves as a senior chaplain at Dallas-Fort Worth Interfaith Chaplaincy, which is the third busiest airport in the world. He serves in the position for over 25 years now and is the only African-American serving as the senior chaplain at any airport in the world. Chaplain Hayes is a 20-year veteran of the United States Air Force, a consecrated bishop, and serves as the presiding bishop of Gift Ministries in Fort Worth, Texas. He is happily married to the former Cheryl Smith and has three children and five grandchildren. Bishop Hayes is very passionate about serving and ministering at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, a ministry of presence. Hi, Bishop. How are you doing today? Good morning. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with DFW? Well, as you stated earlier, I'm retired from the United States Air Force, and I served as a contract chaplain in the military. And when I retired from the military, the chaplain at DFW was my former chaplain at, in the Air Force. So he invited me to come out and volunteer. And I fell in love with the ministry and in love with the people here. And then God blessed me five years later to be uh, chosen as a senior chaplain. So uh, it was a real connection from another chaplain that got me connected to, to the ministry. That's really cool. Um, uh, what got you interested in the Air Force and I guess just airport flying in general? Well, you know, you know, I grew up in a small town in South Carolina and wasn't much, too many opportunities left there after you got out of high school if you didn't go to college. Planned to go to college, but was not able to go because of financial difficulties. But so I joined the military. Mm. Uh, joined the Air Force and had not planned to stay in 20 years, but time went by so fast. I enjoyed the camaraderie. Again, I, was a, I wasn't a, a officer in the military. I was enlisted, but mm. they allowed me to do, be a contract chaplain for the, uh, for the chapel services. And that's how I got more involved in chaplaincy and ministry. And, and like I said, it all tied into me getting to be the airport chaplain at DFW. 
That's really cool how God kind of lined up all those things for you to be where you're at now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so can you share a little bit about the history of airport ministry? Um, I feel like that's something that not a lot of people talk about very often. Mm -hmm. Yes, the DFA airport was a, uh, you know, the airport was opened up in 1973. And it was already in the uh, mindset of the airport fathers, if you will, mm -hmm. to have a chaplaincy in the airport. Imagine having 60, 70,000 people who work here. Um, mm -hmm. So many million, 40, 50 million flying through on a daily basis. It's like having a small city with no church. Yeah. So, so the chaplaincy is the church of the airport. We lack a community. We have our own jail cell. I have our own post office. So we like <laughs> small city, have our own zip code. So uh so so the chaplaincy just like being a part of the church in the airport itself. And uh it's just been a great, great time. It was established in 1977, 501c3, and we've had several senior chaplains that served, but it's been an ongoing ministry and a very powerful one here at DFW. That's awesome. What are some of the things that you do or the services that you offer um, with your ministry? Well, as a chaplain, uh, we, we provide uh, pastoral care. Uh, uh, like I said, we, we are the pastors of the airport. Uh, also, we also do weddings. We do oh. more yes. Uh, I've even did, did one baby dedication here. So uh, but our job is to, is to be a presence of ministry to, to those folks that are here. Uh, I know that, uh, uh, and like I say, it's a big, big program. I mean, one of the largest in the world. Several years ago, I had a, I, I was uh, having a small congregation at my church. It's very small after I left the military. Mm -hmm. And I, I was complaining to God why well, my church is so small. And, and God spoke to me and said, well, you can't do Biggest church in Dallas, you got 60,000 uh, members of your church. Okay, God. I, I, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, that, and really cool that you get to do that. Do you offer worship services as well? Yes, we worship services and uh, interfaith services. We have Christian, we have Islamic services, we have Anglican churches and uh, Catholic. So, uh, uh, really, just a, a montage of services that we have. They meet the needs of the people. Mm -hmm. uh, special case, we have prayer services. We have Easter services, Good Friday services. Um, the, the Muslim here, they do a, a, a Juma prayer every Friday. So God has blessed us to have a ministry that reaches out to everybody. Even though you may not be on the same page religiously, the, the, theologically, mm -hmm. I just minister to people and to help them to navigate through DFW. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you find that a lot of people uh, know about your ministry or the ministry in other airports, or is that kind of one of those tucked away secrets? Well, we don't want to be a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then other times people don't, they, when they hear of, of a chaplain at the airport, they say, well, what do you need a chaplaincy for? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, as I began to explain to them why we need a chaplaincy, well, first of all, all the people that are here, and most folks, this is their they were home away from home mm. but, uh, yeah we we uh try to get the word out we try to uh try to advertise as much as possible uh, we we a lot of churches we try to get involved with churches we try to join organization of churches and let them know we're here mm. from the bigger churches and larger churches um and also it is airports around the world so 
I belong to an association called the International uh, Aviation uh, Civil uh, Airport Chapter. So mm -hmm. it is a big organization. Uh, our president uh, is a is a European. Uh, he's in Europe right now, and uh, we travel every year to different airports okay. and see what they have to offer, and uh, just get to see what the environment is because it's always different in different areas. Yeah. But yeah, so we are part of a bigger picture of the international. IACAC is the, is the acronym for that, and we just travel. And matter of fact, this year we will we'll be in London at, oh. at Heathrow uh, uh, Airport. So, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, do you know how many uh, chaplains there are in IACC? Well, the numbers keep changing because, because, uh, 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 but in, in Europe, the several chaplaincies. Uh, all around the world. I mean, I've been in Budapest and you know Switzerland and all all those airports around in Europe. In the United States, we have about I guess it's ten chaplaincies in the United States. You know, us and Houston and New York and Washington and Phoenix and a few other places. But the, off the top of my head, how many we got? I don't know, but it's it's probably thirty or forty. Oh, wow. That's really cool and amazing that travelers get to have that experience um, and that you guys get to minister to them. Yeah. 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 What is one thing that you wish people know about airport ministry? I wish they knew the importance of the airport chaplaincy. Uh, mm -hmm. We are not just uh, ministering just the people that are in the airport, you know, facility, but because it's a it's an international ministry. I mean, you got travels from around the world, all yeah. around the world. And so uh, this goal takes me back to what Matthew says in 28, by going into all nations and preach the gospel. So we reach all nations here, all nations, all creeds, all colors, all different religious denominations. And and I know sometimes being a, I found out when I first came to chapel, I asked one question. I asked the question to the chairman, what is inter interfaith? I said, what is interfaith? Mm -hmm. Interfaith means I have to compromise who I am as a Christian. I don't want a job. So interfaith basically means my job is to interface people with their religious background. If I see a Jew person that needs to speak with a rabbi, I can grab him a rabbi. I can grab a, a imam for Muslim. I can grab a Catholic priest. So my interfaith means I'm making people, sure people get their needs met wherever they feel comfortable at. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I feel like that as a chaplain in an interfaith ministry, you got to be able to communicate with people. We mm -hmm. all, I have chaplains that are Muslim on my, on my, my chaplaincy board. And sometimes we, we talk about religious belief, but not, not a whole lot. What we try to do is to see how much of our likes of that we have, not dislikes, or how much things that we can, can identify on, you know. Yeah. The main thing here is helping people. Doesn't matter what, what where they come from, what background. Our job is to meet the needs of people wherever they are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of on the other end of things, what has been one of the biggest blessings or maybe a memorable experience um, uh, serving in this role? Well, one of the most memorable experiences, I met a lady who worked at the Vatican several years ago or many years ago and i just spoke to her as you know i would i would love to have an artist artist with the pope just you know yeah i can chitter chitter chat if you will and so uh about 10 years later i get a letter from 
for her saying that you got an audience to meet Pope Benedict in in June 2013. I said, what? So uh, I was excited about that because I'm not Catholic, but but just to be able to be honored to, to go to Rome and, and, and meet the Pope was quite an honor. Well, uh, Pope Benedict resigned in, in February of that same year. So I said, well, there goes my trip uh, to, to the Vatican. <laughs> and in April, I got a call from the uh, from the adjutant general in Rome, said, uh, Bishop Didier Hayes, you still on, on to come to see the Pope, but you'll be seeing Pope Francis. Pope uh -huh. Francis just got in the office. And it's, it was amazing. When I went to Rome, I had some folks with me, my wife and a few other folks, and we had a chance to go to St. Peter's Square and, and see other mass of people. And I had some Catholic friends of mine gave me some ornament to be blessed by the Pope. So I took it to the Pope, you know, we face face all that, took it to the Pope. And uh, instead of him blessing it, he put it back in my hand, put his hand over my hand, and we prayed together. It was an awesome time, sir. One of the highlights of my ministry. And the second highlight was when I had a chance to do the travels of Paul, the apostle. Mm -hmm. I went to Greece and, and seven cities that Paul went for missionary journeys. I was able to go to all of those. Oh. Philippi, uh, 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 Ephesus, and uh, it was just amazing. Those are two highlights of my ministry. Just being a part of something grand like that was great. <laughs> that's amazing and i'm guessing uh meeting so many travelers in an airport you get to hear a lot of amazing stories but also get to share yours quite frequently yeah, too. definitely and, and, and then that's the main thing is the uh because we have uh, this is our logo for chapel so it's pretty noticeable we got a, a wing you know and then we got a guy kneeling prayer so it gives us a chance to minister a lot of people and people just sometimes uh i just got a lady just came off a while ago she's trying to get a uh, a ride to, to a military base and so we get called for everything but but the main basis of what we do here besides just ministering and doing religious organization we are also a part of the emergency management team here mm. okay so a crash or a trauma or some kind of traumatic event um, most of my child have been trained in, in critical care uh, we are part of the airport emergency management team so anytime something comes up uh, they need a chaplain there uh, and uh, it's just amazing to be a part of something big than yourself and we're a vital part of dfw airport so that's what i like about it we the uh, executive team really look up to us i pray for every board meeting every month with mm. all the mayors of fort worth and dallas and all the uh, other big wigs if you say but we have a chance to minister in so many different ways mm. yeah that's awesome because not only do you get to connect with the travelers uh, on their way, but then, as you said, those uh, the staff and the community that is there every single day. So that's cool. And you know, I think it's important because we meet pastors. I, I was met a lady from India one day, and she says to me, "Oh, you the chaplain?" She said, "Oh, we can't talk. We don't have no nothing to talk about." I said, well, I, I, I differ with you. She said, we're not, we don't have nothing like that. So I, I said, let me ask you three questions. The first question I'm going to ask you is, uh, when you guys have a baby, how do you guys respond? Oh, we're happy. We have a party. I said, we do too. So <laughs> finally, number two, uh, uh, when somebody died in your family, how do you guys respond? Oh, we're sad. We're soft. I said, we do too. And third, I say, what color is your blood? She said, red. I said, mine red too. <laughs> so I was able to show her we have more things in common than we have not in common. So our job is to 
tie people in, uh, even though it's not all about uh, preaching. God going to allow you to bring the message, but sometimes the message is in your action and you're showing your love as Jesus did for one another. We show love to, to everybody he came in contact with. So that's our first step is showing love. Then second message, we try to make sure to find out where they are religiously or spiritually, and then we try to meet that need. Yeah, yeah. Um, that brings up actually a, a interesting thought. Uh, a lot of these travelers are probably the people going through your airport more frequently, um, and they have the opportunity to witness um, and talk to people. But sometimes I think we also get hung up on um, the differences more than the commonalities. Um, what advice would you have for a traveler to share their faith or just open up some of those conversations with others? You know, I found out that if we just be sensitive sensitive to people uh, needs uh at the airport it's not about my need it's not about what i want i mean if you're evangelist i got some people who are very evangelical which is fine i got them on that but you're trying to preach somebody who's hurting they're not gonna hear you you gotta meet that need first where they are meet that need where they are and then they can hear you now as a chaplain they know we are a spiritual advisor so that don't take away from who we are uh, why would they call us on the scene if we, they didn't want our services? So we make sure we just do, use wisdom. Uh, but when it comes to uh, uh, dealing with people, uh, I had a Jewish couple come through one day and their son just committed suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and well, I know that the Jews don't believe in Jesus the Messiah, they, they, they God the Father, you know. They, so what I did was I prayed for them and held their hand until they got ready to leave to go back to home, go back home. So my job was meeting that need. So mm -hmm. the needs of people outweighs the needs of what we need to say. <laughs> if we let God use us in our actions, our actions speak more than our words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Bishop Hayes, as we're nearing the end of our time, um, what other advice or tips would you like to share with our audience today? I like to say that uh, uh, the airport ministry is very valuable, uh, not only, like I said, to the airport. Uh, many things happen around the world, have been centered around uh, the airport chaplains. Uh, you probably don't, uh, and several years ago, they had a, a church shooting, Wedgwood Baptist Church in Fort Worth, Texas. And I just come on with senior chaplain and had no idea I'd be involved because the parents of one of the, one of the parishioners that got killed was in England. So they come through my airport. So I ministered to those folks and ministered that needs. Young man got killed, uh, fell off a bridge, a young student in, uh, I think it was over in, 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 in Mexico. And well, I had to deal with the parents. So sometimes major situations in the world are affected when they had to shoot in, in, in Columbine in Colorado. Mm -hmm. I had a chaplain that was at the airport that night. Folks that were here had to go back home. He got on the plane and prayed with all the folks going back to Colorado. Uh, so many, uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina, my chaplain was sent to uh, Louisiana to help out. So our chaplain is just not based on what we do in this airport ministry. We are worldwide, international ministry. And, and because of that, I want people to understand that it's very important. Uh, we try to make sure we get support that we need, make sure also that people understand who we are. And uh, we get calls all the time. Some folks down plane. We got international planes. We got to go on and and, and meet there. One of the one of the tough tough type things I have, of course, you mentioned me earlier. 
my highlight, my tough thing is dealing with a family who, who had a loss, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really tough. When you had a flight attendant, she, she was coming home because her dad had, had died. And of course we knew that, but on the way coming from overseas, her 18 year old son got killed in a motorcycle accident. So not only had to deliver to her about her dad, comfort about her dad, had to be able to live with her about her son dying. So those are some of the low times that I, it's, it's hard for them because we, we, we're here to help them. But sometimes it takes a toll on us because we have to be the one to comfort that person and sh- show them love and show them the love of Jesus and and not break down ourselves. <laughs> it's like a doctor doing an operation and you may be close to that person, but you got to do your job. So we, we do our job and, and we love it. But that, that's all for, for folks to know. We are a ministry that cares for people. Uh, we don't get caught up in politics and all the stuff that goes on, all the different, uh, you know, different groups going around. You know, we try to be very, uh, uh, not, uh, just not get involved in none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Objective and not subjective. So that's what we try to do. Yes, yes. And we thank you for that. Um, and listeners, I wanted you to, to encourage you to be praying for Bishop Hayes and the other chaplains, because as he said, it is uh, many joys, but they have some hard days too. Um, and they have such an important ministry. So, yeah. You know, so as, as I close, I'd like to say that uh, I'm, not, I'm also a, a presiding bishop of, a, of a gift ministries in Fort Worth. It's a, it's a non-denominational organization where we uh, uh, partnership with other churches. I'm a trainer of pastors and teachers. So uh, my job is not to, to try to pass that guy's church. My job is to impart to the pastor. So I have about nine churches that I oversee, uh, some in the United States, and got one or two overseas in England. So uh, I, I give church the headquarters in Fort Worth, Texas. And I just love it because I love what I do. I love being able to help people to reach their goal when it comes to ministry and pastoral uh, work and obligations that God give us, give us to do. It's the, and I, I train the chaplain, even the chaplain to come to the airport. I tell them, before you even start on your journey, find your place to pray, meditate, see what God has to offer to you that day. Don't just run out there and just willy-nilly get prepared for what you're getting ready to do because you don't know what, what you're going to face out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, wrapping up, and I know you shared a big story already, but um, one of the questions I always ask our guests is what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? Um, did you have another one that you wanted to add to that? Uh, I, I think my biggest God moment was to me right now is when I was in, installed as a, as a consecrated bishop in 20, 2003. And it was a blessing because the CEO of the airport and the vice CEO of the airport came to my, to my ordination, consecration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell you, it's, it's been a, a great a blessing to me, one of the highlights of my ministry. Uh, I just thank God for that. So, you know, and, and, and that gives me a lot more latitude that I can travel a little more and train other pastors and, and, and assist them in, in their ministry. So uh, I pastor a church, but also I pastor two churches. I pastor the airport and I pastor my, my ministry. So uh, uh, yeah, I love it. I love every minute of it. And God has blessed me. I got a, a son who's preaching now. So he's going to kind of do more in the church now. And I'm doing more travel as the Episcopal Bishop. Yeah, yeah. that's 
That's really cool. And uh, thank you for sharing. And uh, so exciting that your son's going to get to join you in ministry as well. Yes, it's great. It's great. Yeah. But, but, but for folks that want to reach out to us, I mean, it's, uh, they can go to our website, uh, dfwairportchapel.org, dfwairportchapel.org, or they can uh, email me. My email address, I can get my information, is ddhayes at dfwairport.com. And, uh, and we're also on Facebook. So please uh, look at all the social media outlets we have and, and tie into us and uh, help us, if you can, to be a blessing to those that can help themselves. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bishop Hayes, for being on today. We've really enjoyed hearing from you. And I'm glad we was able to connect because we had some issues earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Christian Travelers, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and hearing the stories from Bishop Hayes. I hope they have inspired you to consider visiting an airport chapel. If not in Dallas-Fort Worth, there are many actually around the world. And if you go back to episode 144, you can listen to the ones in the United States. And episode 146 lists some of them around the world. So we encourage you to check that out. And if you're looking for a way to connect with other Christian travelers around the world, I encourage you to go to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you can find other faith and travel resources, links to all of our social media platforms. And if you sign up for an email list, you will be one of the first people to get the inside scoop when our platform officially goes live. We are so excited that our developer has been able to get back into the swing of things. He had some things happening with COVID. Um, he's safe and all well. Um, he was also close to some of the Russian and Ukraine fighting while he wasn't in one of those countries. He did have to relocate. So we're just really blessed that he's continuing to work on those things. Um, and we will let you know as soon as the platform is fully live. But um, without further ado, uh, I want to once again, thank you for listening, hitting that subscribe button, leaving a review and sharing this episode with a friend, because who knows what they might take away or how they may benefit from it. Your ongoing support is very appreciated. And until next time, safe travels and God bless.